child left behind Said daddy next in line Flesh should attain it Yeah, I say it for the second time Reppin' time R.I.P. J. Pesci Here, cap any move can't all Yo, 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 y'all know what it is, man. Welcome back to the Hoop Nerd Podcast. We do apologize. I apologize, man. We haven't done this in a while, man. Just had a lot of things going on as far as professionally, um, business-wise. was in the middle of closing out our basketball season. So, you know, a lot of things transpired where I couldn't get back to the consistency level that I wanted to. So, I do apologize for um, those who've been reaching out to me about when I'm dropping another podcast, when another podcast coming, um, we're talking about guests. We did have a guest scheduled. Uh, we kept trying to go through schedules, man, and things just didn't turn out right. So we're going to try to reschedule them, um, when we can, um, before we get started, big shout out to, uh, the, the Kansas Jayhawks on winning the national championship. I know it's been about three weeks now, two or three weeks now. So, um, we want a big shout-out to Kansas Jayhawks as well. Big shout-out to Dawn Stanley. I, mean, I don't know if y'all can see this or not, man, but you know we tap in. We stand up for y'all, man. You know, big shout-out to Dawn Stanley, South Carolina Gamecocks, man. Big shout-out to no one in the national championship. I had no one in my bracket. They won me some money, too. Dawn, you won me some money, man. So, you know, that's, that's big, big for Philadelphia. It's our second one. I think if it wasn't a COVID year, uh, two years ago, they would have won another one. So, uh, you know, she would have had three. Would have had three, man. Let's um, get into some news real fast, man. Uh, Jay Wright. Jay Wright stepped down as the head coach. Uh, he retired as the head coach for Villanova basketball. Everybody that knows me know I, I just love Villanova basketball. I love Jay Wright. I love everything that exuberate. I love that they recruit Philly and surrounding areas. Um, it shows the talent level on a national scale um, that we in uh, the East Coast, Philadelphia, Jersey, um, New York, uh, we can go down Delaware, um, surrounding counties. It shows the talent level that we have um, in that region, in that market area. So um, big, big shout out to uh, a great coaching career and collegiately. And uh, Jay Wright, um, I, it kind of it kind of brought me out of surprise. It kind of shocked me, um, as I just felt like he had more to give. Um, but I love the opportunity that he set for his staff. Right, so um, Kyle Neptune, who was on his staff, was recently a coach. Um, Fordham came back and took the reins over there at uh, Villanova. So African American male. Um, I think it's big, man. I think that was, that, was, that shows insight. Um, that shows his um, ability as a recruiter and as a, a coach. That uh, Jay Wright, you know, put his program back under 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 him. So I think that's I think that's a big thing. But like I said, I just think um, the game will be missed with Jay Wright. You know, losing Coach K, losing Roy Williams now. You know, losing Jay Wright. You know. Coaching in the college realms. Who's the next star? Who's the next college star as far as coaching? Like, you know, we talk about players. We talk about the next big player um, coming out collegiately. But who's the next star-studded coach? Right? Um, so you had your Coach K's. Um, many people say Mark Few. And that's just crazy because during the tournament run, they, they, they had this on the CBS March Madness question. 
and I thought it was ironic. This was before Jay Wright retired. Um, and they said, well, who's going to be that next star-studded coach? Who's going to be that next coach to take the program by the reins and say, you know what, we're next. We're going to win next. So um, I'm interested to see who, who that's going to be. I'm interested to see um, who's the next big shot coach that's coming up. Um, like I said, you know, there's no more Coach K. There's no more Jay Wright. There's no more Roy Williams. Um, Bill Self, I wouldn't count Bill Self because Bill Self has been successful throughout their entire time um, in his career, especially recruiting and things of that nature. So um, I wouldn't count him and like uh, Larry Nago and uh, those guys as the next young stars that the coach. But who would it be? Mark Few just can't get over the hump at Gonzaga. Um, to me, Gonzaga is a great regular season team, phenomenal regular season team. Um, unbeatable, damn near. But when it gets to tournament time, winning that big one, they're just a little shaky, man. Um, it's a little bit shaky. You don't know what to expect from them. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't advance them in my bracket at all. I didn't pick them to win the NCAA tournament at all. Um, so, which is, you know, which is which is big. Um, but I just think he has to find a way to get over that hump. And I don't know if or when um, he gets the talent. Like he said, he had Jalen Suggs two years ago, had Chet Holmgren this past year with Timmy and um, those guys, and they just couldn't, couldn't get over the hump, man. So, trying to find a way to... Winning advance is going to be huge for him and big for him. Um, I do want to see him eventually win a national championship, but I don't consider Gonzaga mid major anyway, right? I don't quality of players they have. Um, the conference wise, we we probably can we could probably say they're mid major, but as far as resume and strength of schedule and um recruitment and more like a power five school to me you know so i don't know if we can necessarily put them in as um mid-major but i definitely would like to see them be successful i definitely would like to see them advance and potentially win a national championship like i said mark Hughes is a good guy um so yes yeah, big um Tap in. So as far as women's basketball, like I said, I'm just getting all this out before we get to our topic today. Um, Dawn Stanley. Dawn Stanley, um, two-time national championship coach, um, is the epitome of be yourself when it comes to this coaching game. Like She is definitely the epitome of I'm going to be me and I'm going to do me. And there's nothing you can do about it. From you know the dancing at the championship, the charismatic, the the vibe to say how she feels and you know the way that she dresses on the side of the court. Like it's not it's not conventional. She's not everyday. Um you know she she dressed like she going to a game to chill and relax, man. You know, so um I definitely think the rich keep getting richer. Like I said, they lost a couple players. Um they lost a couple players in the transfer portal. Um we'll talk about that as well because I'm a big on this transfer portal. Um Lost a couple of players on the transfer portal, but then got richer in game. Georgia Tech's leading the scorer and somebody else they got. So 
You know, it's like, okay, everybody wants to go play for a winner. So, why not go play for a winner? So, you can leave, you know, and that goes to the process um, of waiting your turn and understanding that um, you got to work. You got to work hard. So, and that's one of the things like we continue to talk about um, that work ethic and that waiting your turn. You know, when I first came into college, you know, we have rules if you transfer, you got to sit out a year. If you transfer within the conference, you got to sit out two years. And now those those rules are null void. And now we're in an area where if you're not progressing or you feel as though you're not getting the opportunity that you think you should get, um, you tend to leave, right? You We quick to leave. We quick to transfer instead of understanding that work ethic proponent, like, what, what did I do? What can I do better to get on the floor? What can I do better to um, own a role and responsibility on this team? Like young players nowadays are so quick to leave instead of dealing with the controversy or dealing with the constructive criticism that they're getting to be successful. Right. Um, I use Dawn Stanley a lot because you look at it. She talked about Destiny Henderson, how Destiny Henderson had to wait her turn. You know, like, and she couldn't transfer. She couldn't left. Like, oh, no, I'm not playing that much this year. Um, as a freshman, I'm not playing that much as a sophomore. I can leave. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, that's big. And you, you see the, you see the, um, the growth. You see the growth that she, she took place in that national championship game. Right? Arguably, really, was the player of the game to me. I mean, I know they gave it to Leah Boston, and Leah Boston was star-studded and amazing. You know what I'm saying? But she, Destiny Henderson, to me, won that game for him. Right? So if she didn't wait her turn or she didn't progressively, you know, follow the course, understand the hard work that it comes to be a collegiate athlete, we might not have won that national championship as far as, you know, the game comes. So... Um, it goes hand in hand, so you gotta wait your turn, man. Um, it's the second year in a row the transfer portal is out of control, right? All because guys are scared of the work. You know, I, I, I use the example I tell people all the time: like everybody that's almost everybody that's in um, visual and basketball, okay, was the man first, second. Third, depending on what school you went to, option was, was, was the man at their school, right? Now you're transitioning to college where you got 19, 20, 20-year-olds, 20 22-year-olds, and they got to make a living out of this shit, right? So you can't just come in expecting to have everything given to you because everything was given to you when you was in high school. It's a different, it's a different realm. Right, so we we gotta understand work, man. Dudes is dudes is leaving jobs. Or I mean, I'm sorry, dudes is leaving schools, thinking the grass is greener, and a lot of guys is stuck in that transfer portal. It's over 1,400 dudes in the transfer portal, and it ain't that many scholarships out there. It's not. Do you think the guys are green on the other side and wind up transferring down? Not up, they wind up transferring down. All because you feel as though the grass is green on the other side. Work, get better. Work on your game. 
Build trust by the, from the coaches to put you in the game, right? You got to understand that. That's not nothing that a coach can control. We can only control the effort that you put in, right? And you look at you look at how it goes from those kids that transfer from multiple high schools, but things don't go right. Are going to tend to transfer to multiple collegiate universities. And I said it before in the previous podcast. What do you do? When you transfer and the same result happens. Is it the coaching? Or you got to look in the mirror and say, it's me. I'm not putting the work in to be successful. I'm not putting the work in for this coach to trust to put me in the game. What do you do then? And that's the that's the thing about it. Like That's what we got to understand. We got to understand that it takes hard work. Be a collegiate athlete. It's hard work. It's not. It's not easy. What's the saying? If it's easy, everybody can do it. It takes hard work to sit there and say, you know what? I want to be a Division One player. I want to play. So, the, so the thing about it is, we all start off by saying, "Hey, I want to be a Division One player. I want to play Division One basketball, right?" But do I put the work in to play Division One basketball? Um, so, um, now, now you division one player, you there, right? So I, I done made it. I done did it. I done did my goal. Now is your goal just to play division one basketball or is your goal to say, you know what? Now it's time for me to play on the floor. Now it's time for me to get on the floor. Is my goal just to say I'm a Division One basketball player, or is it my goal to perform at the Division One level? And that's what I think is different. Um, it, it's, it's different when you got some guys that just want to be Division One players. You got some guys that say, you know what, I want to be a Division One basketball player. Um, I don't even care if I test the floor. My goal is to play Division One basketball. Or go Division One. I'm sorry. Then you got guys that say, you know what, my goal is to play Division One. See the difference, the difference between going Division One and playing. A lot of guys go Division One. A lot of guys don't play. A lot of guys don't touch the floor. You know why? Because they don't put the work in. Right? And then when things don't go their way because it's not handed to them, they say, you know what, I'm going to transfer. Instead of sitting down with your coach or sitting down and looking at, okay, what can I do better? What's the pros and cons? What did I do wrong? How can I fix this? Instead of instead of us sitting down and doing that, our quick result is I'm a transfer, I'm a transfer, I'm a transfer. Right? But what does what does transfer, what does that do for you? When you get out of transferring, right? To go to another level, to go to another situation where you're not putting the work in. You're not being successful in the basketball court. You're not playing. And then it turns around and says, you know what? You got to look in the mirror. Is it me? Am I the reason? Or is this coach? It's probably you. Right? You're probably the reason why you're not playing. It's not the coach. In certain situations, you know what? You know what? In certain situations, it may be. 
Certain situations may be the coach. Coach may be the reason why you're not playing. Right? But me as a coach, when you get to high school, college, my job on the line. I'm going to put the best players in going to be the best position to, to win. I ain't about to sit here and do buddy ball and, you know, I'm not about to do that. Right? Because my job is on the line. My livelihood is on the line. My credibility is on the line. So if if that's what I want to do to be successful, the coach is going to play you. If you put yourself in position to be played. If you don't put yourself in position to be played, he's not going to play you. You're right. You're not going to test the floor. Right? But you got to show the work. You got to show and prove. Right? I know how many dudes came in that coaches tried to recruit over me. Every year, a coach tried to recruit somebody better than you. The goal is to recruit over you. Right? And it's not to recruit over you in a sense because I don't trust you. It's because as you go out, I got to get more talent coming in. Right? So I have to get somebody to push you to be successful. If I can't get nobody to push you to be successful, my program is shot. Or if you're not performing, I got to have somebody behind you to perform. Like, that's just, that's just how it works. Right? That's how the crew works. So each day I have to go in with the mindset is, how can I get better? What can I do to get better? What can I do to get on the floor? What can I do to perform? Right? All those are things that you control. Nobody else controls your efforts, your energy, your enthusiasm. Nobody else controls that. You control that. So when you decide to, you know, get up in the morning, 5 a.m., run, jog, shoot jump shots, um, work on ball handling, work on things to expand your game, that's a choice to be better. If you decide not to put in the extra work, or put in the off-season work, and shit, ain't, ain't nothing nobody else can do. Nothing nobody else can say. Like I said, you control that. You control your energy, your ethic, your enthusiasm, your work ethic. Those are all things that you can control to be successful. Us as coaches, collegially, high school, cannot control that. Right? I can't control your motor. Right? That's something you got to want to. Right? So, God, to transfer them because of the simple fact that Either A, they can cut it, B, they feel like they need a better opportunity, or C, I'm not putting the work in to be successful or I'll beat the person that's in front of me. Because the opportunity was good for you when you first signed there. Now, I understand coaching changes, coach leaves, or coach retires, and things of that nature. Truly get that. All right? But when... You go on your visits and you speak to these coaches and you vet these coaches and these different universities. You're looking at, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of these young athletes aren't looking at the campus. They're looking at the females and they're looking at, you know what? So this might be the best opportunity for me to get on the floor. You first signed, so that's what you think. It's the best opportunity for me to get on the floor. This opportunity, this university I'm picking is because you know what? I'll be able to play here. That's what you're thinking. Okay? It's a thought process you're thinking. So why isn't it working now? Why is it not? Why is it you aren't successful or getting on the floor now? 
and you vetted this university, you vetted this coaching staff, you vetted this facility, but you're not playing. Why? Why is that? Right? Whose fault is that? Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. Right? Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, you know what, it's me. Right? A lot of, a lot of guys don't want to do that. A lot of guys want to take that look in the mirror and say, hey, it's me. I'm not doing X, Y, Z right. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do for us to be successful. Right? Those are those are things that we're not we're not looking at. Right? So now we're baiting our success on, you know what? First thing we like to do is it's not my fault, it's the coach's fault. Whoa. It wasn't my fault when you signed here. It wasn't my fault when you decided to sign that national letter of intent. Right? So transferring, you know, is is an easy way out to me. I know a lot of people feel differently, but, you know, I, I wanted to transfer when I, you know, I came from Iowa and I went to Ball State and we had a coaching change. And um, I tried to transfer initially with the coaching change and it didn't work. Um, tried to transfer after my first year. Uh, and the rules were different back then. Rules were way different back then. I would have had to sit out a year, right? Like, no, nowadays these guys can just transfer with no repercussion. So that's why it's so easy to do because now you can transfer and, and everything is cool. You ain't got to sit out. You don't got to wait half semester. You can throw right into the fire, right? When I was trying to leave, I would have had to sit out a year. Right now, things things happen where I wasn't allowed to transfer, and you know it is what it is. But mine had nothing to do with playing because I didn't even play a game yet. Right, I didn't even play a game yet. I wanted to transfer. I sat out half a year, then I played one year under the coach, and I didn't think he wasn't the coach that recruited me. Um, he didn't wasn't playing me in a position that I wanted to be played in. And I wanted to leave. I was ready to dip, right? Couldn't leave. But then I said, you know what, after a year, and I had a good freshman year, I was like, I'm just going to stick it out and rock it out. Right? And, and, you know, a lot of the universities try to use the thing that you're loyal to the school. No, we're not. You can't use that spill to keep these athletes because I didn't sign to Iowa because of Iowa. Signed because of Steve Alford. Greg Neal. Coach Lansing. Man, that's why I signed there. I didn't sign to Iowa because I thought it was a lovely campus. No. So if it's a coaching change, I do believe you should be able to leave. But if you sign and you're under the coach that recruited you and there's something you're not doing, you got to fix it, man. You got to do it. You got to fix it. You got to put the work in, right? You got to put the work ethic in to be successful. Um, so, my, like I said, my advice to these guys that are, you know, transferring and leaving is make make sure somebody wants you. You know, once you step out on there, you know, make sure make sure somebody that wants you, somebody that needs your services, somebody that needs your skill set, a good place for you to fit in. A good place for you to uh, develop your skill, good relationship with coaching the players, um, teammates, 
Because you hate to be that guy to transfer two, three times. Man. I'm just I'm just being honest with you. Transferring that many times is just not a, it's not a good look. Um, and yeah, like I said, you transfer that many times to high school. Things don't go right. You'll probably transfer that many times to college. And then you ruin relationships. And then that networking group that you really want to establish is gone. Right? So that, and that's it on that topic. Like I said, we always talk about transfers. We always talk about um, NCAA recruiting, uh, you know, young athletes. Uh, now let's talk to the good side. They get paid, young. Get paid. NIL. Woo. I wish I had that back when I was playing. I wish I could get a bag. They were here getting bags. Bags. Big bags. Right? And I'm, I'm with it, man. I always, I always thought us athletes should get paid, man. I always thought us collegiate athletes should get money because of the revenue stream that the university they're making off of us. We need to get some type of kickback. Right? We need to get some type of bread. And even the, the lowest dude on the totem pole getting two, three thousand dollars is more than he had coming into college. Right? Being able to start your own brand, being able to develop your own business through your image and likeness is huge. Right? Why not? Everybody else is getting paid. Everybody else, you know, the AADs are getting paid, the coaches are getting paid. I'm performing on the floor. I'm performing on the field. Pay me. I'm the reason these fans are coming in here. I'm the reason they don't come in here. Right? Pay me. If a business wants to, wants to invest in me to market their brand, I need to get paid for it. I remember when we used to do Stoops commercials and things of that nature for free. Oh, you're representing the university. No, I'm representing Stoops Automotive. And I'm just using Stoops as an example. So Stoops is my guy. Um, but they used to have us do all these commercials and all this, that, and the third, and advertisements for free. Man, get y'all a bag. Get y'all a bag. But I just want these young athletes to know the position that they in. Like, you are in a 10 times better position financially coming out of college or even in college than even back in my era and before me are dealing with. If we got a bag, shoot, we had to do it quietly or we was losing eligibility. We was losing eligibility. Let you give me a bag for wearing a... a a t-shirt of yours. Oh, Malik took money. Malik took money. Mm-mm. Suspended for a year. Right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm big on this NIL. I'm big on getting this bag. I'm big on young athletes getting this bag. I'm big on student athletes getting this bag. Um, but make sure we do it the right way. It's my thing, man. Make sure we understand that, you know, we got to get that. Um, to 90, which is the uh, independent contractor. Make sure you can get your taxes taken out. You do your taxes yourself. Hire an accountant. Make sure you do everything the right way because they're banking on you guys messing this money up. So just as much as you can get this bag, you can also go into debt. Right? 
Because, you know, young athletes aren't used to having things. When you're not used to having nothing, you get something. Spin, 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 spin. Right? But we don't immediately understand. Uncle Sam needed a cut. Right? So just make sure, man. Just make sure. Please make sure. Um, when you're doing it, you're doing it the right way. Um, and, and, that's, and that's just it for me. I don't really got too much to say on that topic. Like I said, I'm... I'm excited about guys getting paid. I'm excited about young ladies getting paid for their services. I'm excited about the money being made. I'm excited about the opportunities being made for these young athletes to garner revenue while they're in school. Because um, I used to use in there. I couldn't work when I was in college being an athlete. I couldn't get a job. How was I going to get a job when I was going to work two hours a day? Ain't nothing. Right? It's a waste of my time and a waste of their time. But being to having to have the opportunity to market because of your skill set, being able to use your image and likeness for brands to promote on your social media page and still get a revenue stream from it is huge for me, right? So, and that's also teaching life skills, that's teaching marketing skills, that's teaching social skills. Um, so these bags aren't just, okay, I'm paying these young athletes money. I'm also teaching them life skills and social skills and advertisement skills to be successful, right? I'm also building up their brand and building up their own business for generational wealth, right? And these are some things that in the hood, we don't have an opportunity to all the time, right? We don't have an opportunity to garner these relationships or, or have an opportunity to get this, this skill set um, because it's not, afforded, it's not afforded to us in the urban communities, especially in African-American communities. We don't have the opportunity all the time, right? So being able to Use your skill set to be successful and use your skill set and your brand, which is your own brand. You're not branding anybody else. You are your own brand, right? So having this opportunity to own your own brand and own your own skill set to be successful and um, it's big because these are some things that we don't have the opportunity to growing up. All of us, not all of us. You know what I'm saying? Um, so like I said, get, get, get paid, get that bread, get that money, get that mugger. Um, whenever you call it, get that money. Just make sure you do it wisely, man. Make sure we invest in our money. That's not just so quick to spend on these brands and quick to spend on things that we truly don't need, right? These are wants, right? Develop your own brand. Develop your own clover line. Develop your own Bitcoin. Develop your own, um, shoot, I don't know, whatever you want to do. Develop that yourself, right? Develop that information. Get that information and do what you do with it so that you can have your family set for the rest of your life and you can be set for the rest of your life. Right? So use this NIL. It's not just quick a quick get, get rich quick scheme. Sorry. Use it to, you know, have generational wealth and be good forever. Like I said, this was a short one, man. This was just one because I haven't been here in a while. It's a lot of things that have been going on. Um, a lot of a lot of things going on in the athletic world. Um we need to touch on. Like I said, I'm still trying to work on these guests. Um, I got a lot of high high priority guests, but like I said, I mean, they're just busy, man. You know, some of them are still in the playoffs. Some of them season just ended. Some of them overseas. So just trying to, you know, coordinate time frames and things of that nature. But we will be trying to be back on a more consistent basis. This is Malik DFG Perry. This is the Hoop Nerd Podcast. Please make sure you tap in, tap in the NegroAthleteBrand.com. You see the link below, man. Cock on there, get some merch. 
Um, because like I said, man, the merch help us produce more of the podcast. So um once again, thank you guys for joining into the Hoop Nerd Podcast. Again, I do apologize for not being around a lot, but I definitely will be doing better. Um as my school year is winding down and you know my my commitments are winding down. So once again, thank you very much. Tap into the Hoop Nerd Podcast, tap into the NegroAthletebrand.com to get all your merch. And we out of here. Hoop Nerd! No child left behind, said daddy next in line Flesh should attain it, yeah, I say it for the second time Reppin' time, R.I.P.J. Pesci Hear Cabin, he moved Kane, 